In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I do not profess to be a good gardener. In fact, I would say, I'd even say I'm a terrible gardener. If I plant a succulent, or a shrub, or even a fruit tree, and pay too much attention to it through overwatering, underwatering, pruning, or feeding, I can easily kill it. A few years ago, I planted four fruit trees in our small garden. I left them alone and they thrived. Then earlier this year, I had the bright idea to feed them in an attempt to make them grow faster and be more productive. I talked to my friend, an avid gardener, about this and he said he had some great fruit tree specific growth food that we could use. Now this food had worked on his plants and those of others that had used it. So we fertilized my trees and watered them and watched for the growth of additional fruit. But instead, they soon started to struggle. The leaves dried up, the fruit buds withered and no assistance from me could halt this decline. So at some point I just decided to leave them alone and let God take care of them. They soon recovered as the leaves came back and new fruit buds appeared. And today we hear parables about growing seeds and kingdoms. And after the excitement of Lent, Easter, Ascension and Pentecost, we're now in ordinary time. A time of fellowship and Jesus' teaching through analogies and parables. Typically, his parables were fictitious stories used to reveal spiritual truths. And the point of most of Jesus' parables is obvious, but some are more obscure and need some explanation. By teaching in parables without explanation, Jesus can call on the crowd to use their imagination and think deeply about his words. He fully reveals the meaning only to the insiders, the disciples. And some of these parables, even they will not fully understand until after the resurrection. Today, our parables are known as kingdom parables, both involving physical growth, which we can easily understand, but each making its own spiritual point which we may find harder to identify. The first parable really focuses on the sower of the seed. Jesus tells us about a man who scatters seed on the ground and then does nothing unusual. He sleeps by night and rises by day and the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not know how this happens. Now, although biology may be able to explain the physical properties that cause seeds to germinate, where life comes from just remains a mystery. And when God germinates and grows his kingdom, that is a process that remains largely mysterious as well. The important spiritual message in this parable of the sower points to how God's kingdom grows in every believer. God plants a tiny seed of faith in each and every one of us. A small idea, a single thought, 
or a simple act of kindness can start us on the process of growing into a disciple of Jesus. And it could be through a scripture reading, a Bible study, talking to someone, or even just a newfound curiosity. It doesn't matter how the seed is planted, only that it is planted. And as this growing process takes place, we cannot see change in our lives from day to day, but we know something is happening. If we take a careful look back at key moments in our lives, we'll be able to see change. When we compare what we have now become with what we were like a while ago, that is when we see this change. Then after telling us that the growth of faith is a mysterious process over which we have no control, Jesus then asks us to imagine tiny seeds and the vast size of God's kingdom. Now, have you ever seen a mustard seed? This little seed is one of the most mysterious seeds in nature. It is hard to believe that from a tiny little seed, a large shrub grows and grows and grows until it's about eight to 10 feet tall. If allowed, it will crowd out all the other plants and literally take over. It is nearly impossible to cut down unless we use a machete or a chainsaw. Its stems grow to be about as thick as a grown man's arm. And if we do cut it down, it just regrows from the roots. The mustard seed is one of the hardiest plants on earth and it's useful for flavoring food. Its leaves are edible and parts of the plant have medicinal properties. Despite its strength, it's still considered to be a weed and not a very pretty one. But why am I giving you all this useless information about mustard seeds? Well, Jesus said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable shall we use for it? And then goes on to explain, it is like the smallest of all the seeds which grows into the greatest of all shrubs. Jesus chose the mustard seed for his parable because it was a small, insignificant, relatively unimportant seed and was not highly prized. And this reflects the planting and growth of Christ's ministry. We would have expected him to come as a mighty warrior, but instead he comes as a helpless infant. We'd expect him to select the elite to be his disciples, but instead he chooses ordinary people, fishermen, a zealot, a thief, and even a tax collector. We'd expect him to compare the kingdom of God to a mighty oak tree or a cedar, as in our reading from Ezekiel. But instead, he compares it to a mustard shrub, which comes from the smallest of all the seeds. The underlying spiritual message in this parable is not the seed's growth, but the contrast between the small beginnings and the vastness of God's kingdom throughout all the ages, including today. Jesus started growing the kingdom of God and the church with only 12 apostles and then 70 disciples that he sent out. 
And then he sent the Holy Spirit to 3,000 followers at Pentecost. And this small seed has now grown to over 2.3 billion believers spread throughout the world. The kingdom of God begins like a small seed inside the hearts of each one of us. And once the seed takes root, God's mysterious process takes over our lives and we become filled with the love of God. So we should never think of ourselves as being too small to make a difference. It may seem at first that we have no effect, that we cannot change anything. But if we as Christians continue to grow and plant small seeds of belief and faith in others, and then they do the same, then the kingdom of God will thrive. Jesus tells us we're to plant the seed and let God worry about making it grow and grow and grow. All we need to do is have faith, believe in the love of God and follow the teachings of Jesus. And then we can do incredible things. Like he tells us in Matthew 17, 20, For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. It is this type of faith that with God's help lets us as a worldwide Christian church change the world, one seed, one person, one community, and one nation at a time. Sometimes if our gardening endeavours do not seem to bear fruit, we just need to trust that God knows and controls his mysterious growing process. So this week, we should allow Jesus' parables to enter our hearts and our minds and our souls. And we should allow them to encourage us to plant small seeds of faith in others. And then let God do the rest as he matures his kingdom into a hardy shrub that all nations can take shelter in. Amen.